0: Welcome to Random and Tandem. I'm your co-host, Eliza.
1: And I'm Natalie.
0: Natalie, ask me how my day is going.
1: How is your day going, Eliza?
0: Well, my dog, Missy... Missy? Oh, hi, Missy. Got into a bag of cat litter that I put by the front door to take out to the trash, and she dragged it everywhere, including our bed, and... I was like, okay, I'll vacuum off the litter parts. No, she smeared poop all over my my comforter, so now I have to throw it out, and I don't have a, I don't have a comforter. Michelle's gonna give me one. Hopefully, I'll see her tomorrow and I can get it from her. But oh no, shucks! And it was a white one. And I was you know vacuuming, and then I see all these like poop marks, and I'm like, ah, oh, shit, literally shit. So yeah, that was the highlight of my day.
1: That's always fun. Yeah. With having pets, there are a lot of fun, fun stories, I'm sure.
0: Yes. How's your day going?
1: Oh, you know, it's been pretty uh, busy. I just got back from my daily walk when I get to reflect on a lot of different things. I think too many things.
0: Daily, if you will. Um, like an existential crisis, I guess you could call it, um. I'm curious what big questions you have, actually.
1: It's funny because um, a few days ago, I had a career panel for my students and we had a bunch of people from the industry who came in and talked about how to do well in your first position and how to create and I don't know build your career and I'm like oh my gosh this is so overwhelming for me a professional to listen to I can only imagine how students are feeling about it and Mm -hmm. then I was thinking what did I even achieve in my life what am I doing right now with myself I want to grow and develop and do all these amazing things and then you know, it spiraled into this whole weekend of research about different professions and how I can use my skills in, it, in other industries, like transferable skills. And it's mm-hmm. like, now I'm about to go sign up to do an MBA. So yeah, it's been pretty fun.
0: Whoa. <laughs> Let's back up a little bit. An MBA? Really? You're considering that? I mean, I think that's great. Um, Wow. at at your university?
1: Well, you know, we have the tuition benefit and Mm -hmm. I can take a class or two for free um, here and there. And I feel like I've been in this exploration of what I want to do with my life for the last three years. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I've been taking math classes. I've tried programming classes. Mm -hmm. Apparently now it's business, (laughs)
0: That's okay to be all over the place. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I feel the same way for the last five, longer than longer than two or three years. That's for sure. Um, I don't know. I think back to my undergrad was paleoanthropology, and I really wanted to do that and do grad school, and I had all of that kind of set up to go talk about old bones. You know, which I love. I love. I love it so much. And then I got into kind of realized my love for space and physics and whatnot and kind of had that, um, support to go ahead and and try it out. And I realized, you know, I, I can do it and which I never felt before, you know, so that was a whole other level of, wow, it's so challenging and it's so rewarding once you get through it. Um, so I've been on that train for the last couple of years doing all my math classes and some physics classes and, um, I don't know, I just realized, like, earlier this year, I'm just like, you know, I guess I started to realize it last summer a little bit, but I started, started really coming in earlier this year, <clears throat> where I was just like, it's not, like, what do you, like, yes, I love physics and space and everything, and I love bones, but they don't really, it doesn't help anyone, it doesn't give back to anyone, and I feel like that's really important to me, I feel like that's a huge part of who I am like I can do you know those things but it's not as fulfilling you know mm-hmm. I'm not going to come up with some cool physics thing that's going to change our life that's not a thing I'm going to do no. yeah you know so I'm like well you know I don't know so now I'm going at a lot of different things um, I don't know what I'm going to do I'm looking at a master's in Berlin which is one of the reasons why I'm moving there on um, war and conflict so I think that would be really interesting to get that background and help, um, I don't know, help really people in Afghanistan is what I'm focusing on, Mm -hmm. Um, kind of help their community rebuild and help, I don't know, the international people stay the fuck out of it if they're gonna make a mess. You know, like that's, it's like standing up for them. How can I help them protect them from the rest of us, kind of, Um, or like refugees and stuff. So I've been all over the place. I don't know, but and I don't, but I still look up degrees to see, like, oh, well, like what else is you know? Oh, I'll mm-hmm. do linguistics, or I'll do, whatever, you know.
1: Mm-hmm. I know,
0: but you jump around. It's yeah, it's okay.
1: I you just know? sometimes ask myself, why can't I just be satisfied with what I have? Because I have a very fulfilling profession. I feel like you know, working with students one on one, and. Making a little impact every day in their lives, teaching them how to navigate higher education. That's cool because I honestly see the results of that, right? Once they leave my office or Zoom advising session, I know that they have taken certain pieces with them. Mm -hmm. And, but on the other hand, I feel like I'm not fully fulfilled. Like it's fulfilling, but it's not really fulfilling which is so weird. Like, I can't imagine our like parents did something for 30 years in a row, the same profession. I don't know.
0: No, no. And I think about that a lot. Like there's no way. And I used to feel bad when I would change jobs, like every couple of years, you know, like, Oh, I'm, you know, I'm a failure. Like you're supposed to stay in it with, you know, for years. And I'm like, no, that's not, I don't, that's not, my brain doesn't work that way. I do need the change, you know, and, and we're growing and, you know, we're learning what we like and don't like, you know. And so I was going to ask, like, what. Can you narrow down, like, what else you would want from your job to make it fulfilling? Like, what is the missing piece or pieces?
1: Hmm. I think for me, it's the challenge of the profession itself. I think I, I mastered my profession for the most part. And I'm very um, eager to learn something totally new and explore a different type of, I don't know, whether it's maybe challenging software or project or a team or something, mm-hmm. that is a good challenge. Not a challenge that will put you down and will make you all overwhelmed, but something that I can grow from. And that's why I've been looking into the different areas of business, like there's project manager first you can do you can first be a project specialist project manager senior project manager and so on and so forth and I feel like oh so you can grow from this level to this level in academic advising it's like oh you can be an academic advisor and then you can be a director of academic advising and nothing in between Mm
0: -hmm. yep that's kind of it and I don't know what there would be in between you know, between, I guess there could be different levels of academic advisors. Um,
1: maybe not, you know, and that's the problem and that's the profession that I'm in. And maybe that's just not enough. I don't know.
0: And that's okay. I think it's totally okay. You did it and you you nailed it <laughs> and it's it's time to move on. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I feel the same about my position as a program coordinator. You know, I, yeah, I, I loved it, and I do still love it. But I know all of it to the point where just now I'm just lazy because I can do it. I don't want to do some of it. You know, it's just it's just as weird. Like it's not challenging, so I don't want to spend time. It's that you know I don't know. Um, yeah, but I don't. Re- I don't. You know, not I don't regret it. You know, I enjoyed the last four years, but. It's certainly not what I want to keep doing. Although, when I was looking at going to Berlin, I'm like, okay, like you need to get a job, Liz, right? So I'm looking. That's how I look up stuff online. And you know, I could do sales, like retail, cashier stuff, probably. Um, yeah, hostels and stuff. But then I found like, oh, like Liz, you could be a program coordinator at there because they have like four or five universities in the area, I'm like, oh, I can be a program coordinator there. So I looked up their stuff and I can, and there's, you know, that's exciting. You know, I could transfer my skills here to there, but two things come from, from all of that experience. A, I realize I lack a lot of skills. I have this one, I can be an administrator, an office manager. That's my skill. And I don't like that. I think that's very, it's very narrowing, you know, in my um, and the opportunities that I can have and then so I felt really kind of sad and like I let myself down like oh geez Liz like you don't really what have you been doing with your life you've built kind of no, you have like no skills to transfer really <laughs> and, uh, you know and then I thought oh like okay program coordinator yeah I can do that you know that you know that was exciting and then I thought no Liz because you also don't want to be a program coordinator <laughs> anymore mm-hmm. for the rest of your life like yeah it'll be challenging you know new country university new rules and all that stuff absolutely but what's that for four or five more years what that that's eight ten years of being a program coordinator I don't want that to be my life you know what I mean like Mm -hmm. I want to do other things and I don't I want other experiences so I'm kind of hesitant to slide into that again Mm -hmm. I don't want to because I don't want to just be there but I also have no other skills so that's been a learning experience of like what skills do I wish I had you know looking at other jobs Right Apparently
1: co- consulting is a big deal.
0: Yes. Yes. Like a business business analytics, is that something that you can do with an MBA? Business analytics is that a thing or is that more like data stuff science?
1: Um so there are a lot of master's programs that focus on different specialty areas and business analytics is one of them. So oh. I can go and do that and that's just 10 classes that I would need to take. Or I can go and do an MBA which is way more classes so MBA is not attractive because everybody has an MBA so you'd better get an MBA from the school that either has a very strong network that would be worth it yeah. um or maybe some master's degree that actually gives you new skill like analytics or yeah. strategy or whatever sure. um but I think when I and speaking of which so I took my own advice and I went on LinkedIn and I just randomly started finding people with the titles that I wanted to Mm -hmm. explore and learn more about. Mm -hmm. So I would find them even in specific companies. And so I would message them, connect with them, Uh, add a brief uh, message for the LinkedIn doesn't allow you to do a big one. And I would say, hey, my name is so-and-so, and and I would like to learn about your role in this organization. It seems something that I would like to do myself. Would you mind doing a quick info session with me, like informational interview?
0: Mm -hmm. Which I never thought of doing. That's genius.
1: Yeah. So far, I I feel like out of five people three responded and I had three informational interviews with people that have different kind of roles within the same organization Mm -hmm. which was fun because I got to learn about this company from different angles and Mm -hmm. I got to learn about these new professions like solutions specialist or engagement manager Mm -hmm. you know and it's like what does engagement manager do exactly?
0: Right. What does it all mean? I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's not what you think it means, probably. I feel like there's so much more involved in those titles. Um, that's exciting, though, that you had uh, three people respond. Yeah. Um, that's a good idea. I might get on mm-hmm. LinkedIn. But see, that's the problem. I don't know <laughs> what yeah. titles or what area. I just, oh, I don't know. I go back and forth. Um I'm trying to, okay, so I recently read The Alchemist, mm-hmm. and I read it in one day because it was amazing, and I couldn't put it down. I related to it so much with what I'm going through in my life right now, and just trying to, like, listen to myself and, like, what is what is my point on being on this earth? Like, what? why am I here? You know, and trying to listen to my heart and my soul about all of that stuff, you know, and it's hard. It's hard. You know, I don't. Okay. So I listened enough to realize, okay, I need to, I want to do something that helps people that gives back in some way. Then what does that look like? And do I have the energy? Cause I've been in school for years. I've been in school for years. You know, I did my bachelor's and then I stayed for several more years working on my math. Like I'm tired. I'm so tired. I'm so done. You know, so it depends on like what I'm interested in, like how much more schooling is that? Is it beyond just a a two year masters or something i don't know um but the book you've read it
1: mhm a while yeah. back
0: it relate i really i keep saying i related to it so much where he santiago yeah got to africa i hope no one has not read it yet spoilers um and you know he goes there with all of his money and he's ready to go to egypt you know and and realize his personal legend and whatever he gets there and loses all of his money. Someone steals it from him. So he has to start all over. He has to work for like a year and a half or whatever, make his own money and get his, you know, get there on his own. And I relate to that so much because recently I've just been regretting not I've been regretting a little bit. Well, okay. okay kind of a lot. Um, about spending the inheritance that I got from my parents when they passed away a couple of years ago, most of it was spent on travel, which I don't regret at all. But I think I dealt with my grief, um, by purchasing a lot of things, Amazon target stuff. that I didn't need random, just random shit, honestly. And. It was just, it made me feel good. And I did that for a very long time. And so I've been really, regretting that lately like oh liz like you had the money to move to germany like you had it you could you could be fine you know but i spent it all and i was like so i relate to that like he had the money and it was stolen i had the money i spent it so now i have to work my own and pay my own way to get to where i want to go and i thought that really interesting um that parallel i don't know
1: like some
0: other yeah. things yeah like whoa you know and it's kind of inspiring well he could work for a year and a half and save up and go you can do it too Liz. <laughs> yeah I don't
1: know um yeah I, I read that book like 12 years ago so I really don't remember but I remember it was filled with such great sentences that almost every sentence from the book I wanted to write down as a quote somewhere
0: yes I took a lot of pictures um and I'm gonna go back through and bookmark them there are a lot of things I talked with um our friend Michelle, our coworker that's um, moving, one of our cat lady gang peeps, um, she got it for me for my birthday, and so as soon as I read it, I was texting her like the middle of the night. Oh my god, we have to talk about it. So we were going skating the next day, roller skating, and we chatted about it in the car. And I, just, I did like pull up all the you know quotes and everything that I took pictures of, and we chatted about it so much, and it was just like every little thing in there just means something but to different people you know like it's going to mean something everyone's going to take something away from that book and you can read it over and over and you'll take something else away from it each time I think um yeah. and he, I'd read that he well I didn't read it. yeah no I read it in an Oprah interview that he did that he wrote it in like 10 days or something ridiculous wow in a very short amount of time a book like that that really changes people's lives I think It changed my life. It's such a good book.
1: (sighs) It is. It's one of those books that I feel like you have to have in your bookshelf so you can reread it when you are going Mm -hmm. through these times. Yes. And I think uh, now is a good time for me to reread it, honestly.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think you have to be in a place in your life to read it. Um, I know, like, I connected with all of it was just where I'm at in my head and in my life, you know, so I was just reading on and on like, well, well, how did he deal with it? <laughs> how did mm-hmm. he handle it? You know? Um, yeah. I know. Mean, it was really inspiring. So yeah, you should read it again. Then we can chat about it. Totally. But where's I going with that? Oh, like listening, like finding what you want to do with your life, <laughs> like what your purpose is, what you should you? what you should be doing. Um, I don't know. So like you have some kind of idea, I guess, sounds like a little bit. Um, I wouldn't even know where to start to look for things, but and maybe that's okay. Maybe I just I jump around. I feel like I'm not going to have this one thing that I'm going to stick with that. That's like my thing. I feel like I'm going to do different things throughout the rest of my life. And I think that's okay. Yeah. So what is Liz going to do next? Mm hmm. Know.
1: yeah it's also interesting to think about this because what's your purpose what's my purpose I think we define what that purpose is and um, sometimes I think about the fact that you know somebody's purpose is to be a good mom and have three kids or whatever you know that's mm-hmm. just not my purpose and I can feel that very clearly but then, when it comes to career growth or what do I want to do with my life in terms of jobs, it just feels very overwhelming because in the U.S. there is such a big focus on doing well professionally and mm-hmm. getting somewhere. And I think I I'm at the point where, like, I just want to get there already. Yeah. Yeah. The journey is no fun anymore.
0: Yes. Like, I don't want to go
1: to school. I don't want to take extra classes. I feel like I've put in so much time and effort into all of this. Just give me my sort of reward already. Like, I've been working and there is no kind of reward. And Mm -hmm. that's been very um, frustrating. But maybe I'm wrong with my perception of things.
0: That makes sense to me, though. Like, there's this... No matter what we choose next, we're going to be starting over in a sense, you know, and it's going to take time with developing those new skills, whether it's, you know, classes or starting at the, you know, very, very bottom in a company or something and working your way up. And that's discouraging. I'm tired. I'm exhausted. I don't, I don't want to... (laughs) You know,
1: starting every, yeah, exactly. Starting every time from the bottom. And you know, what was most frustrating this weekend is the realization that in business, in industry, these students that I have, they'll get their first job, they'll get their internship, they'll get the job through the internship, and then they won't even have to apply for a job ever in their life if they're doing, like what we're doing, we're doing a good Mm -hmm. job. And in the past, when I was in my master's program, I heard this sentence, I was like, what do you mean you won't have to apply for a job? Because your job will find you, because you will be so cool, you will be given all these opportunities, like they'll fight for you to come work for them. Well, it's Mm -hmm. not like that in higher education, but it is like that in the industry. And Mm -hmm. specifically one young uh, professional mentioned, She got an internship. Her professor then said, oh, I work at this company. Let me talk to some people. She then applied for a job that she got out of college before she even graduated. Then she worked there for a year. She's like, hmm, I don't really like this team. Let me go to talk to some people. She went and talked to some people in other teams, got this new job that she really likes. And now she's working on on MBA. Mm -hmm. And so... I'm a little bit annoyed and jealous that for somebody it seems so effortless because they know people. It's not
0: mm-hmm.
1: what you know, it's who you know. I learned this phrase, I heard it for the first time from my English teacher in Ukraine. Hello, Yuri Mikhailovich, if you're listening. <laughs> it's it very was in 2000- true, though. Yeah, I was like, no, America is all about who does better. Who performs better he's like Mm-mm. Mm-mm. so here i am 13 14 years later discovering that it's the truth
0: is that an american thing like i wonder if there, you know in other countries you know is yeah. it still heavily it's who you know not what you know
1: it is heavily Probably. who you know in our countries and we call it corruption hmm And then I was like, no, it must be different in the US because they pay attention to how well you do. Well, let's be real. There is a very big um, difference between you having no skills and getting a director position because you pay a bribe in Ukraine or you are cousin of a director who works there too. That's one thing. And that happens very often Mm. versus here you do your job and you have some connections,
0: yeah, but I mean, I would say that the who you know those people do still have some skill set for the job, but it's not fair to other people who have maybe probably likely a better skill set, more experience, yeah, um
1: what do you think about this whole idea of who you know, what you know?
0: It's super true. That's how I have my job now. I have my job now because of the office I worked in as a student. And I knew the dean who put in a good word for the position that was open in another department. So I got that one. And then I was chatting with her about some other openings in the science departments. And one of them was her old department that she was, you know, the chair of. So she knew. Anyway, so she put in, you know, told the chair my name and here I am four years later, you know, so I mean, it's it is who, you know, I mean, I had the skill set, too, but it really is who, you know, and someone we hired a year ago, part time in our department, I used to work with her in retail. And she, you know, I put in a good word for her and I was on the hiring committee. And I mean, she was perfect for the job. And I knew that I knew she would be perfect but I think it was heavily I knew her and I had a lot of good things to say about her, you know, and she got hired and, you know, she's great for the position, but she feels, she tells me all the time. It's, it's because I knew you and I'm like, well, you know, but you also have the skill set. but, but yeah, you know, because we worked together previously. So yeah. it's definitely a thing. I, I, so like in some, in these cases, because it was me, um, <laughs> I think it was great. Um, but I think that it still it robs other people of opportunities, I think. Yeah, 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 I think so. As I was gonna say, I like to say for the one I have now. They had two failed searches, so I didn't take any opportunity away from anyone. They had no one. Just want to put that out there. OK, go.
1: <laughs> I wanted to mention that. I'm about to either embrace the whole idea of who you know. it's who you know, not not what you know, or I'm gonna go live in the woods. It's one or the other.
0: Let's go live I'll in let the you know No, let's go make some little tiny houses, little tiny house neighborhood up in the woods. Let's do that instead.
1: Let's just you know move to Sweden, live in the woods there somewhere.
0: Hell, yeah. <laughs> let's do that.
1: And just travel Norway, Switzerland, Sweden. It's so beautiful there.
0: I mean, it would be extremely entertaining. I love the woods. I love being outside. I love backpacking. I'm terrified of the spiders that come with them. So that's always fun. And I'm terrified of being eaten or attacked by something, which I always feel is going to happen when I have to go pee in the middle of the night. So I love it. But I feel like it's very entertaining for me. Anyways. Mm If I think that there's a spider on me, guess who's going to get naked? Me. That's saying. It all comes off just in case. Yeah. Um, We should do that. No, but how do you... So, but what if you don't know people in that industry or in that... How do you go about following that it's who you know thing? Like, I don't know how to... I mean, I guess I don't know how to network because it's like, hey, get me this job. Thanks.
1: Well, I can tell you from this experience with informational interviews and hearing from the career panelists um, on Friday, it's as easy as going to LinkedIn, just emailing and messaging some people that you want to connect with and just start there. Uh, Personally, I am going to explore one other profession that I just learned of. It's called Scrum Master.
0: The fuck is that?
1: (laughs) Exactly.
0: (laughs) Can you say that one more time?
1: Scrum master.
0: Scrum master. I'm so intrigued. Tell me more.
1: (laughs) Can you? Okay, let's do that. This is hilarious. You truly don't know what it is, right?
0: No idea. Am I going to feel stupid afterwards? Like it's an obvious thing? Okay, good.
1: No, it's not. (laughs) I mean, I think it's not. But it is in which industry? Do you want to guess? That's going to be interesting scrum master
0: i i can't even i want to say porta bodies potties for some reason <laughs> i know that's not it i don't know why that comes to mind um well if it's something that you're interested in i would have to say god some oh ooh, something with data data related
1: technology related Okay. So it's a person who works on the development team. So let's say we have software engineers or developers and they are sort of a project manager for this team. The idea is that they work with clients. So you have Mm -hmm. this middle person liaison between the clients and the developers who communicate because um, I think... Please, computer science people, don't get offended out there. I'm not trying to be mean. But I think it's created because uh, of the lack of communication skills, possibly, or like the, not inability to to communicate, but like, I don't want to communicate. I'm here to program effectively.
0: Mm -hmm. It's a different frame of mind. It's different. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And so they have this person who likes to work with people and hash out deadlines and work on towards goals and then relay all this information in, okay, we need to get this done by this time. Okay, cheers. And, you know, so the scrum master is making sure that the team Ah. is doing the job and communicating with clients effectively.
0: Okay, that sounds really cool.
1: And protecting the team from all the potential... Um, Mass in terms of communication that is coming Mm -hmm. from clients maybe they have too high of a demand so it would be scrum master's job to protect the team and say i'm sorry this is way too much we would Mm -hmm. be able to do this by this time
0: got it that sounds really interesting actually i did not see that coming and i have no idea why it's called scrum I don't, there has to be something it's, behind that. I'm going to Google it. Yeah, it's,
1: later. A, it's a methodology in, um, a, in technology like development, Agile and Scrum. It's like a different, uh, different steps in the process of development of software. And oh. Scrum is like, you are the master of the Scrum process. Okay.
0: That
1: if sounds really not, cool. If this is not accurate, uh, folks out there, I'm sorry, I'm just kind of translating this in the words that I, the way I understood it, at least. And I talked to one person who is a Scrum master. So that's all the knowledge I have at this point.
0: If someone has additional information about that, definitely find us on social media and leave comments and let us know. I think that's part of this podcast process is reaching out to those with more experience and learning from that. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. You know, I went, I went on Reddit, and I was kind of looking up uh, what software engineers thought of a scrum master. They're like, Oh, it's not a necessary profession. Why do we even need a scrum master? And I felt very um, discouraged. Mm -hmm. Because I don't want to be in a position that nobody needs or wants like one of those filler things. Mm
0: -hmm. Or respects on some level
1: yeah yeah
0: yeah yeah. so what um I mean that's true I completely 100% agree with that it's like I don't have the energy to deal with that shit um what education or what's required to get a position like that
1: so usually you need to have um a bachelor's degree in one of the computer science-related fields. It's not required. It's recommended. If you don't have that, then you must have master's degree in some sort of communication, counseling, people skills, management, Mm -hmm. project management. Plus, you get certification to be a scrum master. So you can go get certified and you go through training. And I'm, I'm very kind of interested in that and i think before i make any further decisions because i just talked to one person i'll reach out to a couple of other scrum masters on linkedin and see what they say
0: yeah and i'd be interested in what the job market is like for for that position um
1: 20 percent growing until 2028 projections
0: wow get on that shit natalie
1: I know. <laughs>
0: so you can go get the training done before you apply, right? You can do that separately and then you can apply and say, look, I have the training. Here's my yeah. stuff. Yeah. I have a question for you. Yeah. I don't know. I'm raising my hand. <laughs> um, do, cause you, we mentioned earlier um, that you were taking math classes. we have both been taking math classes. Um, And I think you took a computer science class. Is there any regret on not, staying with that and like completing more classes do you think that would have helped you decide or put you in a better position for choosing a next career path
1: yeah I think uh, taking so I took two CS classes and I thought to myself that I can absolutely program because I think to me, it's like learning another language, another Mm -hmm. secret way of translating things Mm -hmm. from English speak to programming speak. Mm -hmm. And it was fine. It's just like learning um, all these patterns and then just using them. Mm -hmm. But it wasn't fun. But then on the other hand... On the other hand, when I took math, I took trig, and then I took calculus, and then I was like, oh my gosh, I can do this all day.
0: Yes. It was fun. I love calculus so much. I love it. it. Not calc two. I hated calc two. But <laughs> calc one and calc three were really great, and I was so scared to take calculus. I remember thinking like, holy shit. <laughs> You're like, this is the deep end. This is, mm-mm, you know, and yeah i loved it and i feel like i was good at it i got good grades and i understood it and i could apply it to my physics classes and stuff um
1: yeah
0: yeah let's just go back and take calculus classes over and over
1: i know i was just looking at my notes for calc one and thinking why didn't i do calc two earlier you know but honestly to answer your question whether i felt like I should continue or whatever. I feel like maybe not because I realize how much more work it would require to be a good mathematician, statistician, data scientist, Uh, although I find it to be fun Mm -hmm. and I can do it all day uh, unlike computer science. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: That's different. Yeah. But still, I think there's a huge gap that I would need to fill. And so... Here I am, nope. maybe not willing to work hard enough at this point and wanting some kind of reward. But I think, you know, when I talk about Scrum Master, I feel like that would be using my strength too, being a major communicator. I don't
0: know. No, when you described it, I feel like that's sound out of all the positions that we've talked about um, recently. I feel like that one really says Natalie on it. Mm. I don't like it, it really does to me. I didn't know that was a thing. That's really cool. Yeah. But see, and I only had a few classes left in my math degree. And I was like, okay, I'll well, just go ahead and finish it. And that's what, you know, people were saying, you know, you're so close. And like, that makes sense. You know, s- school was paying for it for the most part, but I don't want it. Like I was like looking, I was like, what am I going to do with it when I'm done? I don't, I don't want to be a mathematician or do anything that really, involves that. That's not exciting. I enjoy the math. I enjoy the calculus and the differential equations and everything, but I don't, I don't know. So that's like, so I decided over the summer that it's not like I set out to see if I could do it, see if it was possible for someone like me. Um, and, and it is, I can do it. I'm good at it. And that's all I needed. You know, I, ha- I have that confirmation. I don't need a piece of paper to tell me that. And because I wouldn't use a piece of paper to do anything, yeah. you know. Um, yeah. Well, here's to life.
1: Yeah, All I guess apps. we need to find what's next for us to explore. I fi- I think I'm going to give this Scrum Master a shot. What's on mm-hmm. your list?
0: I have no fucking clue. <laughs> no, um, I've been really uh, diving more into... Um, I don't even know what you would call it. Uh, not humanitarian. I don't know. Learning more about uh, Afghanistan and terrorism, the Taliban and all that stuff. So I've been diving into that a lot more to better understand it. Um, I don't know what you'd call that,
1: mm-hmm. but
0: that, that's what I've been doing. So I'll Got probably it. keep keep doing that. I have some books I ordered that I'm going to read. Um I don't know, maybe I'll cruise LinkedIn and see if what pops out at me. I don't know.
1: I found that to be a pretty good uh, source of just inspiration and ideas. Like there were positions that I saw over and over again with so many openings. that I was like, oh my gosh, what is this thing? Mm-hmm. And um, so it's going to be interesting to see. Uh, even in the area, like you were talking about the uh, kind of political it's not political science but it has that policy and regulations and
0: international relations I guess international
1: relations yeah yeah
0: yeah yeah I mean there's a lot of stuff out there so like with the master's degree if I do the war and conflict there's also another one that's like international war and something if I do something like that there are certainly a lot of jobs I can get there's a lot of positions out there in internal relations or with nonprofits and stuff um but again, are those things that I want to do? I, I don't know. I need to read more about them. Like, I'm interested. I'm really found that I'm really passionate about the topic. Um, I'm really passionate about the people in Afghanistan and everything that's happened and what we're doing. But what is that? Does that, does that mean, though, that I have to do something with it? Can I, you know, I don't right. know what that means for me in my life path, but I guess we'll see. I don't know. Yeah. I always have new ideas, it seems like. Every year I have something new that I'm interested in. So it's an adventure.
1: Mm -hmm. You know, this conversation was great in just talking about the fact that we are in our 30s and we have no clue what we are doing. And that's Yeah. because I feel like we have these stages of not knowing what we're doing. Then we conquer it and we do really well with it. And then we're ready for another adventure. Mm -hmm. So I'd be curious to hear what uh, other people have been up to in terms of what kind of adventures have they been exploring? And um, yeah, I feel like a, lo- a lot of times I work with first year students and they're like, I have no clue what I'm doing. I don't know what major I'm gonna do. And I'm like, me either. <laughs>
0: yes, I get a lot of younger students that they freak out because they don't know what they want to do. And when- What if I'm wasting time at the start over? And I'm like, well, welcome to the club. (laughs) That's that's what we're all doing. Like that's that's the reality I feel like these days is you're kind of, you're changing paths over the course of your life. And that's okay. There's, you know, that's fun. That's adventurous. It's scary and tiresome, but it's fun.
1: (laughs) And so I thought it would be fun to, And our episodes with a quote that inspired us either that day or that week, which if you don't mind, I have one on my mind.
0: No, that sounds awesome. Let's hear it.
1: So I'm following uh, this magazine, Founder Magazine for uh, business people. It's around education and things like that. And it's funny because today they posted, it's never too late to learn new things. And I'm like, it means something. So everybody just keep this in mind. It's never too late to learn new things and challenge yourself. I'm just going to leave it at that.
0: That is wonderful and inspiring.
1: And I'm, I'm curious to hear if there are any quotes related to lifelong learning that inspire you. Share that with us.
0: Yes, please find us on our social media and let us know. That's a great way to end the show and start the week as a very inspirational quote. And we'll chat with you guys next week.
1: Talk to you later.